All right, this is week 13. Welcome to the Web3 Experience Podcast, an educational show covering the exponentially growing frontier of crypto, NFTs, Web3, dApps, DAOs, and more. It's an open conversation. Anyone in the world can join the conversation, so please feel free to jump up and request to speak. want to do a quick disclaimer here. These spaces are recorded and posted to Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, all the platforms. Um, this is entertainment purposes only. It's not financial advice ever. So uh, I just want to say crypto and NFTs are both risky. It's like going to Vegas in some ways. You can lose real money. So be alert for scams, get educated, and never invest what you can't afford to lose. Thank you again for joining the Web3 Experience. I see we have Jay Rocky on. Let me add him as a speaker. How do we do this? Whoops. Um... Whoops, I think I invited you to speak and to co-host. Hey, uh, hey, Espresso A's, everybody, how's it going? Good, good, things are going well, man, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing well, it was a crazy week in the Optimism ecosystem, just giving away free money out there. Dude, there's a lot happening. I see uh, uh, Motorhead, the Motorhead's uh, project minted. Vibrant Soul, Cats is rocking one of those. It's pretty sick. I see we have Will in here. He's also rocking a Motorheads. That's sick. What's going on, guys? Uh, but yeah, Jay Rocky, you wanna? You're saying that some exciting things happened. If you want to cover one or two of the things that you've been keeping your eyes on. Yeah. So earlier this week, right? Um, a lot of people were probably wondering why the token price of optimism was pumping. Uh, I have a couple ideas, right? I could give it a, a really good guess. Nobody knows for sure though. Uh, but incentives started uh, this week, I think a lot earlier uh, in the week. And so there's now actually, let's see, four, five, six projects that I know of that are uh, live with OP incentives. Most of those projects are from the original uh, governance uh, proposals, Proposal Zero, uh, where they got a bunch of OP tokens. Uh, and most of the protocols now are giving those um the, or incentivizing users to come onto their protocol by giving away uh, that OP to, to liquidity providers or users of the of the app in general. Um, I actually just looked and uh, fails actually uh, fails OP if you want to provide liquidity for the fails OP pair. It looks like the total APR right now is two hundred and six percent, which is which is kind of ridiculous. So that there's there's definitely a lot of uh, incentive starting up. I know that Pull Together also just launched on Optimism, uh, and they are also live with their their incentive or their OP incentives as well. If you want to uh, deposit your uh, USDC onto Pull Together and Optimism, so a lot of a lot of exciting advice and most likely what has driven the token price over the last uh, week or so. Um, it also probably helped that the the general crypto market got a, a good bounce here as well. Yeah, it's funny to see the kind of bounce back during this quote-unquote bear market um and yeah i mean right now i think op is pretty close to where it was uh launched at pretty close to the 
uh, token price for launch. So exciting, you know, to see some changes here. Um, and yeah, pool together. So you can deposit on pool together and earn OP, you're saying? Yeah, so for those who don't know what pool together is, I actually used to use this on Ethereum mainnet uh, a decent amount in Polygon. They just launched on Optimism. Essentially, uh, it's a no-loss lottery. I know that uh, Will, I'm your dad.eth, actually has um, a pooly uh, and kind of supporting... Um, pull together uh in 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 their lawsuit um but yeah pull together launched on on optimism and essentially it's a no loss lottery right and so you can go to pull together uh you can deposit usdc or other um other kinds of currency into a pool and essentially pull together will go out and it will earn interest right on your deposits and then it will take all of that interest say uh daily weekly um monthly uh, and it will actually select a winner or um, a few winners to distribute uh, those those interests um, that the money that they have earned from uh, interest uh, from you know earning interest on the deposits. Uh, and then whenever you want, you can actually uh, withdraw your deposit of USDC or whatever other token you deposited uh, into pool together, uh, but you won't be qualified, of course, for the prize pool. So that's kind of how the how pool together works as a as a no loss lottery. Um, they're they're just using your deposits uh, to go and earn interest elsewhere, and then using that uh, interest, the money that they earn from that um, your deposits on the interest uh, to give away prizes um in the form of of usdc and there's also some um some now optimism uh or op rewards as well just for depositing usdc so it's a, a nice little bonus there pretty cool protocol i love that thanks for the little overview there i do see the pulley on i'm your dad's uh pfp that's pretty sick uh, i think the story there right there was the lawsuit so they released those nfts to help uh, with that lawsuit. Um, super cool. Uh, you want me to run through some stats and then we can maybe cover some of the exciting things happening in the space, some mints. Maybe we can invite some people up. What do you think, Jay Rocky? Let's do it. All right. Here's a quick stat review from Dune Analytics. So the daily usage stats, this is transactions per day on Optimism. We're at 110,000 right now. Uh, that's for the 30-day moving average. On-chain value, there's oh, there's close to 700 million. So we're at 697 million in on-chain value and gas savings. Right now, it says that Optimism is 145 times on average cheaper than Layer 1 mainnet. Just goes to show the value of you know, these layer twos and the ability for them to scale and for users to, um, you know, be able to use something without having to pay exorbitant fees, uh, which is awesome to see. The unique uh, number of unique users here is sitting at around 471,000, uh, up a little bit. But I mean, if we look back to like, let's see, start of the year. So if we look at like, july 5th we're at around seventy-seven thousand users so 
We've really kind of hockey sticked on the number of unique users on Optimism. Uh, disclaimer on that, that is by wallet addresses. So you kind of got to factor in people could have multiple wallets, but um, it is cool to see that number kind of go up. Um, probably a lot of new people are also joining the ecosystem as well. All right, let's compare the big four <laughs> bridge L- layer twos. We have Arbitrum, Optimism, ZK Sync, and StarkNet. So ZK Sync is actually the leader right now with 345,000 bridgers. Um, Arbitrum is in second place with 337,000 bridgers. And Optimism is third place with 222,000. Bridgers and then Starknet is at 23,000. Now I'm curious actually, I can't see the moving average here on the ZK Sync, but I'm curious how that changed with the recent announcement of their 100 day window to, um, 100 day window to uh, launch their ZK Sync 2.0 on mainnet. So, anyways. All right, let's look at some Quixotic statistics here. Uh, Roughly 23,000 addresses are using the Quixotic marketplace. My personal favorite layer two NFT marketplace. It's just very user-friendly, very easy to use, um, easy to list, low fees, all that good stuff. Um, Let's see, any other good stats on this here? Uh, All right, total NFT trades. That can't be right. Let me see here. All right. Uh, I'm going to forget about that statistic. All right. Let's look at the delegates, top delegates. You know, they haven't changed a whole lot. Uh, Linda Z is the top delegate right now. Uh, 2.8 million OP delegated to Linda. Quixotic Marketplace, second place with 2.3 million OP delegated. Polinia, the tech blogger about roll-ups at 2.1 million OP. Synthetics, 1.6 million. And then we have Lefteris Carapitsas. Lefteris.eth with about a million. So quick shout out to our homie Jay Rocky up here, co-host, who is an OP delegate. And go delegate your ETH to Jay Rocky if you like what he says, because He's the homie. Um, yeah, so those are some OP stats from Dune. What should we talk about next, J-Rocky? Mints or anything uh, you're itching to talk about? I'm just going to start inviting people up to speak as well. Yeah, let's let's definitely do mints. Um, before we do mints, though, I just wanted to share um, a quick item on uh, OP um, OP governance. And by the way, thank you for the shout out on uh, delegation. So right now, um, for the OP delegate or for uh, OP voting, uh, as far as the proposals go, uh, there's a little bit of low participation. It's only it's only a little bit over ten percent um of the op is being voted and so we could definitely use everybody who has uh you know op in the ecosystem to go and delegate to to the active um 
OP voters uh, on chain. And so, um, you know, you don't have to delegate to me, of course, but uh, you can go to um, the Optimism airdrop site, or I also have a pin post where you can um, delegate your OP uh, and you can look to see uh, who's actually active in OP voting and get some of that delegated so that we can kind of get a higher participation rate um, from uh, from the the op um the op voting yes and you know coinbase has optimism op token right so perhaps you might have bought and you might have purchased op on an exchange like optimism or something or like gemini and you know you can send optimism to your wallet um and then delegate it so if you have it on an exchange uh and you want to delegate uh get it off and send it to your MetaMask or your Rainbow Wallet or your Ledger, and you can use it that way to delegate. Um, so yeah, J Rocky. Uh, one thing that's cool is like you can actually go through and you can read the various forum comments, proposal replies that various delegates have made, and you can kind of decide as a holder of OP, you know, who's kind of like thoughts you appreciate who you think has good insights and who gives good feedback on various OP proposals. And uh, you can kind of use that as a way to gauge who you want to delegate to. Right. Um, that's sort of like what users can do. Uh, I was wondering, do you have any links to like some of your comments or some of the like forum posts and stuff that you've made that we can just, look at or anything yep i have a link to my profile and that can uh it it will display all of the the comments and kind of interactions there as well so i can uh i can put out a a tweet about that or um add it to my my pin tweet so you can uh kind of see what i've been doing on the on the governance uh forums there oh right on yeah i remember reading some of your um your application or whatever pretty cool um so like you know it asks everyone the same set of questions and the um users or whoever wants to be a delegate um you know responds accordingly and then anyone can read it so it's pretty cool yeah, and I'm also going to try to get listed on the main airdrop page where uh, everybody uh, goes to actually collect their airdrop and usually where um, the Optimism uh, team sends people to to delegate to um, because that list only has kind of uh, a finite number of, of delegates um, on there. So if you were to delegate to me or somebody that or if you wanted to delegate to me or somebody not on that list, uh, you would have to use um, a, a different uh, site to to delegate that or a different uh, tooling mechanism to delegate um, that I have pinned to my profile. So just trying to get on there as well. Oh, so there's like a special list that Optimism organizes with their authenticated delegates or something. Is that kind of what it is? Yeah, actually, I want to figure out how um, how that list works. I know that they put it together um, right before uh, the the airdrop happened, so that whenever people could claim, they had uh, a large list of those delegates. Uh, so I'm just trying to find out how that manage or how that's managed, and, and see if I can get on that list.
So hopefully there's some news there that, uh, that I'll be able to share next week. All right. Yeah. Keep us posted. That's, that's awesome. And, uh, yep. hundred percent, man. Um, all right. So what's the deal with motorheads? Motorheads minted. People got them. I didn't mint one. I missed it, but I might try to get one on secondary. Um, it's funny when I was looking at them originally, I was talking to DeCasso, I think, and I was like, dude, are these astronauts in space helmets or are they motorcycle helmets? But yeah, obviously they're motorcycle helmets, but I think they look super cool. Um, I definitely like them. It seems uh, floor price is 0. 0.009. So, you know, not a huge barrier to entry. Um, and I mean, yeah, like in just a couple of days, like solid volume. Um, but yeah, I really need to like dig into the collection and figure out like what's what the rare traits are and stuff before I buy one. Yeah, I see that Vibrant has it as uh, his profile picture. That does look very good. <laughs> oh, he has the glasses on, the goggles on too. So it looks like more of a dirt bike comment. That's pretty sick. Yeah, everyone in the Web3 Experience Discord, in our Discord, everyone's posting it like and stuff. Distraction Boy got some. DeCasso got some. Pretty cool. All right, so Motorheads. You didn't get one either, J-Rocky? I did not. There's so many, so many NFT projects uh, yeah. launching on Optimism. I gotta take a day to go and look through them all and, and make <laughs> my purchases. I <laughs> oh, know it's like there's so much to do, and you know, especially having like a nine to five regular job and stuff. It's just, man, I try to get involved in every project, but sometimes it's tough. I'm still working on my Cryptovania story. So I've been slacking there, but hopefully I'll get I'll finish that and get it published. But um, uh, yeah. I love that. So tell tell me more about Cryptovania as far as the stories go. I hear that there's some prizes if you if you make a story, um, or you just get something in return for for making a story, even if it doesn't you know win anything. Like how does how does that all kind of work? Yeah. So that's a good question. I don't know a hundred percent but i know that they were giving away 0.2 eth for the the person that wrote the story that got the most votes so i think the submission deadline was actually july 27th so we we missed it but for those that did submit a story i know uh i think DeCasso wrote one i'm pretty sure braxis submitted one and yeah i mean it really reminds me of like some of those subreddits where people write short stories and then you know, people can comment. It's sort of, uh, I mean, people love that kind of thing on the internet, right? It's just such a, it feels like such an internet native type of application or website use case. Um, you know, people have been writing stories on the internet for like a long, long time. And the fact that we can leverage it with crypto now, it's just cool to see, you know, the building of that functionality right it's just like another way for creators to monetize just like mirror is doing their blog posts where you can write a blog post and then you can sell that blog post as an nft right people can literally purchase your post and mint it and collect it 
and then they own that NFT of your blog post. So, and then we're doing that with every one of our podcast episodes too. So there's just all these applications and all these use cases and Cryptovania is just one of them. Um, but yeah, great team, cool team. I think some of the Quixotic guys are running that project as well. Um, so I like, I like um, Cryptovania a lot. And the NFTs look pretty cool too. Um, okay, so we also have OptiChads minting soon. I don't have a mint date, but there's more buzz, and it sounds like it sounds like they're coming soon. So I mean, this is a project that's launching via the Quixotic Launchpad. And that means that it's going to be free to mint because right now Quixotic only supports free to mint projects on their launch pad. Um, so that's, I mean, that's cool, I guess. Um, and their website is live actually, which is cool. It's optichads.art and you know, it's, it's kind of like a fun website, um, you know, it definitely feels like a classic NFT project design website. <laughs> they have a little suggestion box. I'm not sure who those go to, but I think um, I think Dicasso probably reads all of them. So if you want to go to optichads.art and write something funny, I'm sure I'm sure Dicasso <laughs> will get it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I I think this. I'm pretty sure Distraction Boy. Don't quote me on this, but. I think Distraction Boy did the development of their website because um, he does a lot of that. So, anyways. Yeah, that's excellent. I'm definitely excited for the OptiChads. I know that uh, Dicasso has been posting uh, a bunch of uh, the hand-drawn NFTs uh, in our Discord, and, and they're really nice to see. For sure. Yeah, he's doing them with a tablet, he told me. So he has this tablet that is either Bluetooth or connected to either his laptop or his phone and just drawing them by hand. So pretty cool, pretty cool. But That's excellent. So also speaking of free NFTs, uh, I don't think that a lot of people know this, but Optimism on their main site uh this past week actually just put a new onboarding workflow uh, to get into Optimism. And if you go through this onboarding workflow, which is really easy, um, or if you're already on Optimism, uh, you can mint a free NFT. Uh, and so basically how it works is that uh, you can go to the Optimism site, um, getting started with Optimism, and it's also in the thread uh, that I that I pinned there. Um, and so you can go to getting started or getting started with Optimism, um, and you have three selections. You know, I'm starting my journey, I've used centralized exchanges, or I've used other blockchains. And the goal of this, right, is to create an easy workflow uh, that lists out the steps, uh, no matter you know what level you are, if you're just starting your journey or you used other blockchains, say you're on Arbitrum, um, and it kind of walks you through how to get over to Optimism. And then once 
your over on optimism it will allow you to mint a free nft actually and you get a choice from five different nfts based on your interest and so it is and let me go here uh the mint your free optimism or optimistic explorer nft so if you like governance and public goods uh you get an nft of a uh, optimism building the kind of almost looks like the the white house uh if you if you like finance uh you get a different kind of nft picture um of an optimism building there's one for arts and culture uh one for gaming the gaming one is actually is actually pretty cool uh and then tech and engineering as well and so you, know, you go through this workflow or uh, in our case, if we are already on optimism, you can just go uh, and mint your free NFT, whatever building that you would like. And so it's kind of a nice uh, a nice giveaway and incentive program um, for for optimism to onboard new users uh, easily. That's so cool. Um it feels it's not the same, but it kind of feels like the Arbitrum Odyssey program where you go through all these steps, you try different applications and do different things on the blockchain on the layer two. Right. And then you're rewarded for trying that because then that's like you becoming a new user of all these different apps. And yeah, I mean, this onboarding flow and then getting rewarded with these NFTs that Optimism is doing, I think is just a cool way to give people a little digital badge, um, sort of certificate of completion. Like, all right, I did all this stuff. I tried TrueFi. I tried Quixotic. I tried all these different things. And, um, you know, I mean, people are building like real applications on top of optimism. And I mean, it's so early, right? Like uh, it's only going to grow from here. So I think as more users use um, optimism, the gas fees actually go lower because they're able to compress it better with, with more, um, with more uh, people on there. So pretty cool. Yep, a hundred percent. And so I love the the workflow of being able to take, you know, somebody who is totally new to crypto, uh, get them onto optimism, give them a free NFT, and then also at the same time, okay, now that I'm on optimism and I have my free NFT, you know, what else can I do? Well, I already am familiar with Quixotic because I got my NFT from uh, Quixotic and I can view it on Quixotic. But then also, uh, why not make some extra money while I'm at it? And uh, since incentives are live uh, with, let's see, six protocols right now, you know, go to pull together, go to Thales, Perpetual Protocol, Velodrome, whatever your choice may be, and um, be a liquidity provider or use their applications in, in some way, uh, and then get rewarded with free OP tokens as well. Yes, 100%. So have you picked up any, uh, any NFTs in general, though, over the last couple of weeks, or kind of just been stagnant right now? I got a seal, uh, and then, 
Yep. <laughs> yeah, I saw uh Sam's um Sam Seal and oh man, uh, he has it as a profile picture right now actually. I love that uh red and black and white camouflaged seal. Like those are those are by far my favorite. I might have to buy that off of you, Sam. Give me give me a good deal. Yeah, the camo ones are sick. There's also like a purple one that's camo. It's pretty cool. Uh, definitely awesome. I like them. I mean, they donated to the Surfrider Foundation, and I mean, I'm a big surfer, so it's cool that they decided to donate their monk seals are endangered in Hawaii. So there's uh, there's people that every time a monk seal ends up on the beach. They'll call the um, squad, for lack of a better word, the seal protection team, and they come rope off that part of the beach around the seal just so that nobody forgets it's there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, seals are cool. I mean, I love water creatures, and it's it's a unique project. So uh, Odysseus is a budding dev too, so cool to support him. Kind of as his first NFT project. Um yeah, I was looking at some OptiPunks, but I didn't get one. I mean, I already have two, but I was thinking about getting another one or two, but I haven't yet. Chances For are sure. I end up buying a couple more just because, like, I don't know. After a couple beers, I'm going to, like, get home one evening and just be <laughs> like, all right, I'm going to buy one. <laughs> 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 I love that idea. Uh, I now is the time to buy one. The floor is point zero nine six, which is the the lowest I've seen it in a very very long time. Um, I actually might buy this one right now. So I'm on Quixotic, and I have not seen one with a with a pipe before. But Optipunk eighty six fifty seven actually is the lowest price point zero nine six. ETH and uh he is smoking a pipe um and he has a mohawk he looks like a, a pretty cool dude so i might go uh i might go buy this one actually i have not oh, seen uh, one with a pipe yet for you <laughs> yeah i know i probably shouldn't have mentioned that right <laughs> i'm just joking. hopefully it's still there <laughs> i'm not gonna buy it but no that's yeah the pipes are cool they're they're like one of the more rare uh rare traits right yeah, which is why I'm surprised to see it at the floor. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like the last uh, oh, cool. price was 0.18. Wow. Oh, that's a sick one. Is that a girl? No. Oh, yeah, it is female. Yeah, it's a female one. Dude, is it? that's a good one. You might have to pick that one up, man. Yeah, unless somebody beats me to it. I won't, I won't be offended, by the way, guys. You're shilling an NFT that you don't even own. I love it. <laughs> love it, bro. You're like, oh, I don't know. I might buy it, but if someone else wants to buy it before me. <laughs> That's funny. That is funny, man. I just bought it. <laughs> no way. You got it? <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Change your PFP. That That one's actually really sick. Yeah, I do love that. I'm glad that we're doing the show at this time. I don't know if I would have I would have ever saw that or thought to look. Yes. Yo, that one has a pipe and you're smoking a cigarette in your current one. So 
You still get your nicotine fix. There's, yep, there's a theme. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's cool, man. Congrats. Congrats on your new pickup. Yeah, I always, like, love looking at OptiPunks. I don't know why, but. Yeah, how about Aptimism as well? It looks like Aptimism is the highest well, one of the higher floor prices of any NFT on uh, Optimism right now, 0.10. It's right, right at the OptiPunks floor play price. Wow. Well, I mean, ETH, to be fair, has gone up in price. So, you know, I mean, a floor price of like 0.2 versus... You know, when ETH is like a floor price of like 0.2 when ETH is like a thousand bucks versus mm. a floor price of uh, like barely 0.1 when it's like 1600. I guess, yeah, it did technically go down, but you know, if you're denominating it in ETH, if we think about the ETH ecosystem, then you're right, it did go down. But yeah, I mean, it's crazy how when you look at enough NFTs and you are looking at asset prices denominated in Ethereum and related to the underlying price of ETH, it's almost like your mind calibrates to just being priced in ETH and then you don't really think about USD. So then if you don't like always check the ETH USD price, I mean, it's almost like Ethereum feels a little bit more like an actual, like real money that is creating like an actual economy. But yeah, I think you uh, that's total nail on the head without a doubt. And actually, a few months ago, um, one of the big um, auction houses, I forget which one, but one of the really big ones that was um, selling a. I forget the a uh, Banksy um actually priced one of the uh the Banksy that they were selling in Ethereum and so you could actually see whenever uh, it was being bid people had to bid uh for that Banksy piece in Ethereum. So really? That was, that was, yeah, that was very very cool to see. It's kind of the uh it kind of pushed the ETH is money narrative which was which was very cool. Do you remember which Banksy piece it was? Oh, I have no idea. I can't. I can't answer that one. Mm. NFT but... for Banksy spike ex- exclusive. So there was another um, Banksy um, work that was auctioned off by a DAO called Particle DAO, and they did the Banksy artwork of. Banksy throwing flowers I think it's called I don't remember the name of it but it's that famous iconic art of you know the guy with um, uh, what is it one of those like bombs in his hand but instead of it being a bomb it's flowers so it was that like iconic um, you know street art that Banksy did and what Particle Dow did so they purchased it for Let's say it was somewhere like roughly maybe $10 million or something like that. A lot of money, right? 
But what they did was they split it up into um, 10,000 particles. So each square was one ten thousandth of the entire uh, artwork. And they auctioned off all 10,000. And, you know, if you think about it, there's certain particles that are going to be worth more, like a part of his he- his face or like a part of the flower would probably be worth more than like the bottom corner or something, right? So that was a really creative like way of just doing an auction that I saw Particle Dow do. And um, anyways, you bringing up the banking thing made me think of that. So I wanted to go off on a little tangent there. No, that is that's very cool. There's so much uh, interesting things being done just in general with NFTs. Uh, I knew that a while back I heard that uh, one artist, uh, like IRL artist who makes like real life pieces, right, all uh, just moved over into NFTs. And essentially what they did was that um, they they were selling um, uh three pieces of a rocket right so you could buy each one of these three pieces kind of mix and match um make your rocket and then at some point in the future you had the option uh to go ahead and launch your rocket and so they would actually build this rocket and they would uh launch it for you uh they would film it being launched uh and coming back down and then they would actually um put that on chain as an nft the video of the launch um and so you'd get the video as an nft and then they would also ship you the rocket as as kind of your art piece and so that was a that was a pretty cool idea there uh mixing you know in real life art uh with uh with the nft space as well with an actual nft wow what's the name of that project again i can't remember it you're testing my memory today. It's not good. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I always think of things and then it's hard to it's like when you have to go look them up, it's sometimes hard to find it. It takes a minute or two. But yeah, that's a cool use case. I have not heard of that or anything like that before. So it's amazing just all the unique things that people have dreamt up and created in this space. Yeah, and uh, another piece of news, actually. Um, so Rainbow.me, the wallet, uh, has to, to view your NFTs, has now actually, and they're, uh, they're a mobile app only, right? So for Android and iOS. Uh, but if you download Rainbow.me, now they are integrated uh, with Optimism and Arbitrum. And so uh, you can go to, there's now a spot where you can go to view all of your L2 <laughs> NFTs and you can actually uh select which nfts you would like to showcase um and so so it's it's pretty cool it's the first time that um i was actually able to download an app and see all of my arbitrum and optimism nfts which was awesome that's so cool i really like the rainbow wallet it just seems like the fact that they're sort of partnered with quixotic right the button in the from the nft in the wallet when it displays your nft the button goes right to the NFT on Quixotic. So that's super sick that they've kind of formed that partnership there. They're not only supporting layer one NFTs, they're also supporting layer twos, which is awesome. I hope more uh, kind of platforms start doing that. Um, and I was listening to a podcast. 
And I mean, it sounds like people don't long term, people aren't going to care where you're um, not where uh, what blockchain your asset is located on as long as it's composable and compatible across multiple blockchains like you should be able to move it from one to the other if you need to right so i mean i think like for example twitter my profile picture is a hexagon lex i see lex here too he also has the hexagon (laughs) and you know twitter only is compatible with your uh layer one nfts they're not compatible with layer two or any or even solana um which is a little frustrating. I mean, I don't see, I guess there's probably additional development and technical work that you have to do to do that, but it would be cool to, if they had just supported like everything. Um, yeah. So where was, where, where were we before? Oh yeah. We're talking about rainbow and then just the fact that yeah, rainbow wallet displays your NFTs supports layer two and quixotic um just super sick yeah i would love to get in an octagon on twitter kind of verified nft on the blockchain i actually see you have one i did not know that uh that you had it or i didn't realize it what uh what nft is that yes so you know when you pay for twitter blue i think it's 2.99 a month or something you get the ability to wallet verify your nfts along with like some other stuff like um you can you have like 30 seconds to delete a tweet if you don't like what you said you get access to like some paywalled articles and there's also some other features like um changing the ui buttons at the bottom you can like customize them and you can make custom bookmark lists but i mean aside from that there's not a whole lot of value that the user gets, but it is cool. I mean, since it's only two ninety nine, I, I like Twitter. I wanted to support them, so I did it. But yeah, the NFT is actually a uh, Surf Punk, and that is the uh, version two, the one I have on right now, version two from the Surf Punks NFT project that was launched on Ethereum mainnet. That the version one was the first. NFT I ever purchased back in October of 2021. I was a little late to the game, yes, but uh, I was early to eat, so it's all good. Um, I was late to NFTs though, but um, yeah. So the Surf Punks, super cool community. They did a surf trip to Austin, Texas, uh, not not Austin, to Waco, Texas, to the wave pool there. And um, you know, when I was in Hawaii for a while, I was able to meet up with a couple couple guys and um yeah it's cool it's like a global um sort of community of people that are surf that are in surfing and um yeah it's one of the nfts that actually had real utility which is why i purchased it um in the first place and that utility was the paid um surf trip to waco texas uh to the wave pool so pretty cool oh that's awesome yeah so if you buy or if you bought one, uh, that trip for you was free or anything like they paid for that? Yes. So you had to get a flight in a hotel, but everything else was like paid. So um, the way the wave pool surf park works is you pay like for a session or two. Um, 
And usually it's like, I don't know, pretty, it's kind of expensive to be fair, but um, it is cool because they're able to engineer the wave to just be perfect. And um, it's a good place for people to get their reps in, get a lot of practice because, uh, you know, the conditions in the real ocean don't always cooperate. Um, but yeah, it's really just like a novelty thing to do. And uh, what they did was they just rented out the whole park for the whole day. And then we had like food. I think they, there was like a DJ and stuff. And um, yeah, so. That's excellent. I love that. Um, so uh, kind of staying on um, on on the, the optimism uh, subject here, I'm actually now thinking I want to put together uh, kind of a tweet thread um, that includes the getting started with optimism, right? And so it's like, <clears throat> you know, you can go here to get onto optimism. And then I want to add, you know, all of the, um, the opportunities, right, on optimism, more specifically with the incentives, right? So listing out the protocols, uh, you know, what you actually have to do to get these OP rewards and kind of add to it from there. And so I'm wondering from the audience if just, you know, hearing about, you know, okay, there's this getting started, how do I get onto optimism page? And then there are, you know, protocols with incentives out there. You know, what are your questions or, you know, what are your kind of initial thoughts? Um, anything that might help me um, put together this tweet thread so it would be, um, it would actually be helpful to you guys uh, and informative. So anybody who has kind of initial thoughts, please, uh, you know, request to speak and, and come up and, um, yeah, we'll, we'll have a conversation. Yes. We have a bunch of familiar faces in the audience. Lex is on, we have vibrant soul. He's in our discord. He's on, I'm your dad, your friend, J-Rock is on. So we got a bunch of people, Crypto Fox, Kevin, Ty, Ty. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of these people, you know, see multiple times. You guys join all the time. So cool to see the PFPs would be sick to hear from you as well if you're uh, available. Um, but yeah, as far as thread writing goes, I think it's a great idea, man. I'm trying to write a few more threads, like kind of targeting like roughly once a week to put one out. Um, a couple different formats, like I think organizing lists of resources sort of is valuable because then people can see like a list of different cool apps in optimism, for example, or like getting started resources on the layer two, which is cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I follow a bunch of writers that are, um, that just write really good threads. And I always try to like read their threads and see what they're doing, what works, but I definitely think, you know, put that out, write something and uh yeah it's a great idea what's going on vibrant soul how's it going hey it's going good uh my quick question is you're looking at for symptoms for people to be able to onboard a little bit more easier onto optimism yeah, so uh, actually, there are incentives right now that protocols um, that protocols have going that are giving away uh, free optimism tokens, OP tokens, uh, as a reward, right? And so, say, um, pull together for an example, the no loss lottery. Um, if you go to pull together and you deposit some USDC, which you can pull out anytime. 
uh, you'll get um, you'll get OP as a reward for that, depending on how long um, you leave it deposited. And there's about six other protocols out there um, as well that are doing the same thing. Cool. Um, now this is getting the new new users to be able to onboard easier, right? Yeah, the onboarding piece uh, is actually from the Optimism team. Um, the process speaking about there was that um, on Optimism's main site, uh, they have a new kind of workflow that walks you through how to get on to Optimism, whether it be I've never even been to an exchange or thought about crypto from um, using other blockchains, say Arbitrum, you know, how do I get over to Optimism? So I was thinking about including that as kind of a a starter, right? If you know you're currently not on Optimism, but you want to go and you want to get these OP rewards, uh, and you know, figure out how to do it. But first, you need to get on Optimism to do so. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, sorry, go ahead. No, no, yeah. I mean, I think that's the just giving those quick articles and uh, really help on from the Twitter threads. I think, uh, Espresso, I think we were saying before that kind of helps people get there. It is, uh, tough initially when you, I think when you first discover it, but once you kind of got the gist of it, it kind of clicks. Yeah. Um, and also, I mean, it's important to focus on the business value, business value or user value of joining a project or joining a new ecosystem. Right. So like why think about like why you got into the optimism space the first time you ever did. And think about like when you bought your first NFT, why did you decide to buy that first NFT? And I try to do this for myself. And then anytime I'm like writing a blog post or like, talking about anything uh I, like i try to position the value of whatever that thing is for somebody that's new to it um so with like optimism this is why i always love asking our guests why did you build your project on a layer two and then why did you choose that layer two whether it's optimism or arbitrum or what have you um because you know we hear like reasons that they thought through um for their users and these are projects that already have users already have people like that have gotten onto the layer two and then joined their uh app or project um i'm kind of rambling but like for optimism it's like all right what's gonna make people excited to get on here yeah if you can earn op rewards that's super sick and i mean you can i guess sell that for usd but like the goal is really to get people that are into crypto believe in the vision and they want to join optimism for a specific reason and a lot of times you know lower fees is a great reason to join um a network right like a layer two network but also it's for a community right so like why does everybody use twitter and they don't use like some random obscure social media because of the network effects right it's the i mean the more the um, more people in the network, the stronger that network is, um, and it grows, I think, exponentially, right? So for each additional user, um, the value of the network increases exponentially. And 
I think, you know, it's, it's true in social media sites and it's also true in, um, blockchains, but I just talked for a really long time there, but yeah, long story short, dude, post thread. I'll retweet it. I'll give you some feedback. <laughs> it's a great idea. Love it. So vibrant. I'd be interested to hear, uh, if you're on optimism or are you on Arbitrum, any, any other layer twos, uh, you know, how long have you been on? Uh, what are the kind of things that you, you do or that you might be interested in? Yeah, so I'm on the all three uh, layers of op, Arbitrum, Optimism, uh, uh, Bobo, Boa, Boa. I'm sorry about it, pronouncing that wrong. But um, I think going piggyback on what Espresso said, actually, the reason why getting into Optimism, Optimism was a key thing was less rugs um, or... I want to say less rugs, but I want to say you just it feels more safe than going into random projects. And you could and it seemed like everyone inside of here at least had a direction more so of wanting to better uh, the experience as opposed to just like going for the financial crap. Sorry about the dog. Um, <laughs> but beyond that, um I just lost a train of my train of thought. But beyond that, that is one of the things that really got me pulled into optimism. Um, Arbitrum is pretty cool. Uh, a lot of the projects over there, I love what they're doing. I don't, I don't know. We, you know, going into how their gaming system or they're developing their ecosystem around their the games is making a very, very uh, strong case and suit to use that layer. But for me, I think that was pretty much what I got going on. And I think uh, content content creation is pretty primarily what I do. Oh, really? What kind of content do you do? Uh, content, like influence. So small mom and pop businesses and stuff like that. Uh, we'll do videos and stuff like that to uh, capture their experiences. Um, just trying to get a good way on how to hedge them on to the tech. Because a lot of... I think there's is a, is a there's a little bit of friction appearing of jumping onto people know about it, but people don't know that far about it into it for them to really really jump in. So, um, working on that or it's kind of like piggybacking what you're saying with the, with the thread and trying to get them to educate themselves on exactly what it is. I'm more of a physical representation for them, but. You know, uh, you kind of got to do your DYOR and dive deep into it. Yeah, that is awesome. And by the way, if you're a content creator and, um, you know, the video editing, I'm sure that you could give Espresso and I some tips and tricks on, you know, easy post-production because we've definitely been, um, you know, of course, time trapped right to do the post-production on these and post them uh, to spotify and everywhere and then you'll put them on on other platforms as well to get the word out there um but i'm sure that uh that you'd be able to provide us with uh with some some really neat tips cool sure so vibrant soul um have you had or have you been able to offer any of your content clients um any like nft related services yet or is, are these conversations still kind of in the early days? They're kind of in the early days. Um, more so, 
it, it would be kind of suggesting to look into certain things and then come back. But uh, majority of the people are more like, you know, we want to do the content of their their businesses. But if they could see, uh, I think since I, layer two is, I think it's budding and it's uh, it rise, rising. So I think that they'll see it and then they'll come back to circle back and I could just give them forms or visuals. So are you talking like they're making TikTok videos, they're posting on Instagram, they're writing right. blog posts, or what, right. what kind of? Yeah, like TikTok videos. Oh, uh, yeah, pretty much TikTok videos, YouTube videos. Um, oh, right on. Yeah, like it, pretty yeah small yeah just typically when I is like you know coffee shops. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, I feel like those are the primarily the biggest places that were really absorb it more. Yeah, right on. Yeah, I mean, TikTok's used as a platform to get views and to potentially go viral and stuff. So cool that you're kind of helping out with that. All right, so you're like making videos for people or you're like um, do being cameraman, recording things and then editing it and posting. Pretty Yeah, pretty much all the, all the above. Oh, okay, sick, man. That's what's up. Well, right on. That's cool. Sorry, there's like a lot of noise outside my uh, room here, but um, yeah, that's great, man. Content's awesome. Yeah, I try to do some writing, um, which, you know, all good content has, you know, has to have a good story. You have to have good information. Um, but yeah, I like, uh, I like writing and blogging for that reason. Um, and then obviously podcasting because you can just kind of talk whatever you want. Talk about whatever you want. Invite interesting people on the show. Learn things. Um, yeah. Any of your uh, clients have podcasts? No, not primarily. I mean, if they do, they're kind of like probably working on it. It's getting it started. Not a, a front line. That's their thing. They're kind of like, it's like hobby projects yeah. per se. Right on, right on. That's cool. But uh, what are things? What things are you guys expecting that are going to be, I guess, big for optimism in uh, in the next few months? That's a good question, man. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, we got some NFT mints coming up. Um, you know, I really love what Mirror is doing. Um, I mean, it gives me the ability to mint my podcast episodes as nfts and sort of the show notes there so that's super cool i think we're gonna see i mean we're talking to dr campbell harvey on the podcast about this and we're gonna see the use cases for nfts explode um even the people that think that roll their eyes when they hear the word nft you know, they're going to be using them and they probably won't even know it. Right. So I'm really looking for, you know, different um, companies and, um, you know, big like Tiffany's just launched uh, an NFT thing, which is cool. Like Tiffany's is like a huge fashion house. I think they make jewelry and, and purses and stuff, um, you know, yeah, I saw that. partnered with the CryptoPunks. So I think there's going to be all of these little 
like announcements, all these little endeavors and initiatives. This Tiffany thing is just one example, right? But as more and more of these type of things happen, the um, user base and the use cases for NFTs is just going to broaden. And then I think in terms of like the longer term, how are we going to know like what to really watch? I'm keeping my eye on, have you heard of the Fellowship of Ethereum Magicians website or the EIP proposals? Wow. No, no. No? Okay. So uh, you can go to like, it's called Fellowship of Ethereum Magicians. And then there's another one called, um, it's the EIP proposal website. It's called eips.ethereum.org. So those two websites allow you to look at the um, proposals on Ethereum that people are working on and the developers are actually building, right? So you can go all the way back and you can read the original ERC-20 token proposal. You can go back and read the original ERC-721 token proposal. Um, there's a, So the Soulbound one also was on there, right? And I think that's a cool webs, uh, a cool way. It's a little bit technical, right? You really have to spend a lot of time reading and learning, but it's a cool way to follow the things that developers are actually building today that are going to shape Ethereum tomorrow. And by tomorrow, I mean six months, a year, two years down the road. This is like long term thinking here, right? Uh, one that I'm actually really bullish on is um it's called svg nfts and i don't want to get too in the weeds here so if i'm boring you just let me know but svg a dot svg file is a type of file that is often used um or can be used in crypto gaming and the, what's unique about an, a dot svg file is um it stands for scalable vector graphics and what that does is it allows an item to be uh, or a photo to be resized and um, like moved around and, you know, composed across different apps, perhaps, while maintaining its um, clarity and it doesn't you know get pixelated. Um, and so for NFT gaming, crypto gaming scalable vector graphics nfts dot svg nfts um act, or as what they're calling them on the website those could be used for items in game right uh like if you're playing fortnite or something and you have like some type of like sword or something and it's an svg nft and then you could trade it to a different game where maybe the character is bigger than the character in Fortnite, so then the item has to be bigger. It's a scalable vector graphic, so it can like change size um, accordingly. But yeah, that's something to look into. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so no, that's pretty. That's pretty dope. No, that's pretty dope. Um, to be able to switch your weapon, uh, I.e., example, if you're playing Halo. Uh, and you're able to swap them, um, swap like that SVG with another weapon, as opposed to like a master sword or something like that. I I see, I can see that. Yeah, so, for sure. And that and then that could sound to like 
um, developing uh, composability like right now so that it's composable in any game, right? Uh, uh, the same weapon in Fortnite could in theory be composable into something like Halo or Mario Kart or a- anything, right? As long as obviously the game, if, if every game was open source, right, it would be possible, but probably we're going to have to have new open source games be developed. <laughs> GTA. I would love on-chain GTA. <laughs> um, That's what I could see. For sure. Um, so, so to hit your question from another angle, actually, uh, what's kind of going to be a driver for the ecosystem, I think that the Layer 2 ecosystem and specifically the Optimism ecosystem is going to get supercharged here over the next few months in two ways. Number one, the Ethereum merge, right, uh, looking like mid uh, to end of September, uh, which would take ETH deflationary which is uh which is a huge narrative right so just putting more eyeballs on the ethereum ecosystem number one and then number two further incentives um on the actual optimism network and so to give you an idea of um you know what's probably going to come uh, is that right now only six protocols on optimism that i know of are giving out op rewards however there have been dozens of proposals um, for for funding um, approved already that include uh, OP incentives if users use the protocol, right? And so I think that a lot more protocols over the next few months are going to also be in kicking off their incentives program, uh, which will bring more users into the Optimism ecosystem. So I definitely see good things to come from from a kind of a DeFi perspective as well in the ETH narrative perspective with the merge. Cool. I appreciate that. Well, I'll talk to you guys soon. I'll step down and let people jump on and ask questions. Yeah, thanks for coming up, Vibrant Soul. All right, uh, J-Rocky, on what you just said, couple questions so i think the merge is huge um it's funny i used to listen to um anthony sasano's podcast like for like i think two or three weeks i was like listening every day i don't get a chance to listen every day but i do try to like tune in you know maybe once or once a week or so just to kind of hear his thoughts because he talks a lot about the merge and about the ethereum ecosystem has some great insights explains things very well what would you say to somebody that, uh, you know, regarding the merge, if they're like, well, you know, I don't know. The merge actually isn't that big of a deal. Like, sure, Ethereum is going to switch to proof of stake. But, like, that also means that we're going to have all the miners leave the ecosystem, which is a bad thing if miners are no longer a part of it. It's a lot of users that leave. Uh, and then, you know, GPUs are going to be sold for cheap on eBay and everything. And then what if they also say, like, um, also, like, the merge isn't really going to do anything to gas fees. Like, they're, they're hypo- like the experts are hypothesizing that gas isn't really going to change too much. Uh, I think transaction time might go down by, like, one or two seconds from, like, 13 seconds to 12 seconds. But would you have any, like, type of response for somebody that, uh, you know, pl- to play devil's advocate, 
kind of made a couple points similar to that. Um, what, were, what would you say? Or what are your thoughts? Yeah, so first one with the miners, right? Uh, Ethereum switching to proof of stake from uh, proof of work. I think in general, uh, that's going to play well even in um, the the regular or at the regular kind of media outlets or, or normie media outlets, if you will, because of the ESG, um, you know, Ethereum, so Ethereum switching from proof of work to proof of stake uh, makes Ethereum um, use 99.99% less energy or something ridiculous like that. Right. And so, you know, there's no longer a legitimate argument um, that critics would have with Ethereum not being environmentally friendly, right? And so I think that, that that's a huge narrative. And then, you know, even more so, I think that, um, you know, once people find out what the merge actually is and, and what it does, it's a massive benefit for uh for just buying and even holding Ether, getting involved and doing some research into the Ethereum ecosystem because you know, after the merge, uh, essentially what's going to happen is that every year uh, the Ethereum supply will actually be reduced, right? And so, you know, the reason why uh, Bitcoin uh, and gold have value, right, is because, you know, they're called, you know, sound money or sound store of value. Uh, there's a, uh, a capped uh, supply of Bitcoin, right? There's only going to ever be 21 million Bitcoin uh, and all of the gold out there in the world can't make any more. It's already, you know, in the earth's core or dug up, right? Uh, and so that's why they're kind of super sound money. Well, Ethereum, uh, the narrative there is that after the merge, it becomes super sound money. Uh, and, you know, what we mean by this is that the Ethereum supply or the supply of Ethereum actually be uh, going down from here on out because, number one, right, we have EIP-1559, uh, which would upgrade uh, 90% of the transaction fee, every transaction fee on the Ethereum network gets burnt. So that's no more, right? Uh, and the only thing that is currently keeping us uh, inflationary are the block rewards for the miners. Uh, and so that's kind of issue, right? If you want to get a transaction uh, through on Ethereum uh, now, right? You have to pay um, that gas cost. That gas cost uh, goes to the miners. You have to pay the miners um, more in proof of work than you would have to pay the stakers in proof of stake to validate those transactions. So then issuance goes down by 90%, right? Uh, and that coupled with, so if the issuance means new Ethereum created. And so that 90% or so reduction coupled with the fact that we are already burning 90% of the transaction fee uh, every transaction fee on Ethereum um, would make a reducing supply of Ethereum uh, each year. And so it's like, I just think that that ultrasound money narrative uh, is going to be huge to bring in people uh, into the ecosystem, along with, you know, getting rid of one of the major critiques of Ethereum right now and that it's not environmentally friendly. So if it's deflationary, like I didn't realize that it's it's actually going to be deflationary. That's pretty interesting. Um, 
I mean, if you think about like U.S. dollars, inflation is on average, if you look like over the last 10, 20 years, roughly 3%, 3 to 4%. Obviously, the last year, it's been a lot more for a number of reasons, but we don't have to talk about that. But like how, I mean, I know like gold is, there's a finite amount of gold in the world, right? It's a rare earth metal. Um, how does ETH being deflationary, I just feel like that's kind of obscure. Um, I mean, wouldn't like a small inflationary amount be like ideal or I don't know. I'm not an economist, so it's just surprising like to hear that it is deflationary because somehow I didn't know that before. Yeah, well, Ethereum isn't uh, deflationary right now. Technically, it's like right. the the US dollar, right? Where we're um, we're making more, and there's a there's an increased supply um, each year. But the idea is that uh, you know people buy Ethereum and kind of other cryptos, specifically Bitcoin, as a store of value. And so um, something that is a store of value, you would want there to be less supply of, right? It makes mm -hmm. it a, a scarce asset, which, you know, pushes the price up uh, because of, you know, supply and demand. If demand stays the same and the supply goes down, price of Ethereum goes, goes up. So I think that that narrative um, is, is really big and, and really great for the rest of us um as well if of course ETH price goes up yeah that's interesting because i mean like if you think about an economy if your asset if your monetary asset is deflationary people are incentivized to just hoard the asset right i mean uh if you if you like compare it to the u.s economy like why do people start businesses why do people invest their money why do people buy real estate and rent out homes and rent out vacation homes? They buy that because they want to earn a better percentage on their um, capital. So they allocate their capital into all, you know, all these different instruments or start their own business, right? Something like that. Um, allocate capital. In a, they try to allocate capital in a more efficient way so that they can earn a higher return than if they just hoarded cash. Um, so like if inflation's high, it de-incentivizes people for, uh, to hoard cash. But if it's, if, uh, it's deflationary, then people are just going to hoard their Ethereum and they're not going to like use it to actually do economic activity on I, the ecosystem. Right. Could that be I, a risk for. Like long term, people are just you're just gonna have a bunch of whales that don't move their ETH around at all or something. I love that question, first of all. And so I think that's also the genius of Ethereum, where we have ETH, right, as the kind of store of value that goes up. A lot of people do or will and do want to hoard their Ethereum and not spend it, right? Because they're expecting the value to go up. Uh enter stable coins. So uh, it's Ethereum is kind of the best of both worlds where 
We have Ethereum as that great store of value, uh, getting more and more scarce. People don't want to spend it, right? But what you can spend and what you can, um, you know, do your economic activity with is something that is pegged to an inflationary asset. Uh, that inflationary asset, right, just happens to be the U.S. dollar. So either mm. die or some sort of stable coin. And so it's like the Ethereum or economy, right, has, you know, that sort of value Ethereum. But then we also have those stable coins where um, you can do, you know, economic activity with. And, uh, you know, it's something that's uh, that that is inflationary uh, because it's pegged to an inflationary asset, the U.S. dollar. I see. OK, so ETH's goal is not really to be money. It's really to, I mean, it's going to eventually just incentivize people to hold it, don't spend it, stake it, maybe. Um, interesting. Because, yeah, I mean, I, I just worry that, like, the velocity of money will slow down if you have a deflationary asset. But I don't know. I'm not an expert. These are just some thoughts. It's cool because I've, I've actually never talked much about the tokenomics of Ethereum, so... It's a cool, uh, cool conversation. A lot of questions, um, but yeah, yeah, for sure. That is, it's it's a complex topic and, and subject to get into the ETH <laughs> money and what kind of asset is ETH. Uh, Bankless, the Bankless guys actually do a very good um, a job job of explaining. They have a few podcasts where you know they'll yeah. go for two hours, um, you know, going through each each one of those kind of points and. And explaining uh, the the trade offs. Yes, we got to get David Hoffman on the Web three experience one day, um, and we could ask him. I, all I love about... that. Make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But yeah, man. I mean, how how's everything else though, outside of um, blockchain? Uh, it's going well. Uh, most of my life, honestly, is blockchain optimism layer twos. Um, so, to be honest, outside of the, outside of that, I don't have much of a life other than you know going to the gym, trying to trying to eat healthy, and grinding through the bear market. How about you? Oh yeah, man. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to hit lift more. Um, so I've been hitting the gym. You know, I try to go just get in for at least 30 to 45 minutes, you know, five times a week, roughly just something quick, you know, stay healthy, pick up some heavy stuff and set it back down. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, would yeah, be proud of you. Yes, I know. And, uh, yeah, it's a good, uh, opportunity to join the Opti Chads discord. Cause they talk a lot about staying healthy and lifting weights and stuff. So pretty cool. But yeah, man, other than that, you know, trying to surf and i mean i just moved to a new place so i spent like a lot of this weekend doing the move and then today had to do some stuff for that but you know i'm, I'm kind of settled now so it feels good um yeah probably gonna hit the gym actually after this <laughs> so uh. That's awesome. Yeah. So I think that's I think that's a good place to end. I've been going for almost an hour and twenty minutes now. So yep. uh, I, again, thank you everybody for joining. Uh, I know that I really enjoy these kind of ad hoc optimism and you know layer two web three uh, talks. Uh, and just as a uh -huh. reminder to everybody, if you love layer two uh, optimism and Ethereum as much as we do, and other people to hear about it. 
uh, you can go ahead and go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Give us a five-star rating, uh, like, and share. Uh, and everybody, thank you for joining. Until next week. Thanks, everybody. Later, Jerry.